0: Welcome to episode 4 of the Family Films Network podcast. In our first episode, we all heard an amazing detailed interview with the talented additional daughter to Elvis and his wife, Elaine Elizabeth Presley and sister to Lisa Marie. We are pleased to showcase an interview with James Rompel. James had been known for many years as a professional Elvis impersonator and appeared in the Legends in Concert series as Elvis. He was born in 1961. This interview was conducted in May of 2006 with Aaron Passantin. Enjoy! Hello everyone, this is Aaron Passentine and I'm here to be please, very pleased to present to you a very nice young man named James Rapel, who is an actor and who is also a professional singer and it's gonna be very clear once you hear him speak to you today what he does for a living and he portrays Elvis Presley which is maybe quite shocking to some but not to people like me who were very much story and about he what he does in his work and he very much supports this website with videos for fans. How you doing, Aaron? Good. How are you today? Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great to be alive. Yes. Very good. I'm glad you're alive today, too. So, I think you should first mention to everyone um, how you started in with this career.
1: Well, in the long and short of it, it might have remained a little bit dormant, but my dear, sweet grandmother, Julia Rontel, was the cross between... Edith Bunker, Jean Staples, and the actress from All in the Family, and the talented comical actress, comedic actress, Ruth Gordon. She was a hoot, and she was about five foot tall. She was from New York, as I say, with a WK, New York. Yes. (laughs) And she was my inspiration. She was a rock. And she used to tell me, you look like Presley, you're wasting time. After she would color in my blonde, platinum blonde hair in photographs, Along with my eyes, she would take a pen and go over the photographs. And it was, you know, a little bit uh, more like a Monet painting, where it was a more impressionistic. And I
2: said, Oh, you're high, Grandma. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. So, seven years that lay
1: dormant until she had made her transition into heaven. And one Sunday afternoon, a friend from a music store called me, Chuck and Sharon Sheldon from Fletcher Music, who I used to previously work for. And they said, geez, Jim, I don't know if you've ever thought about getting involved in entertainment, but I found a back door for you. I don't know if you could sing. Little did they know. I would used to I used to sing to my friends, and, and they all used to say, hey, dude, stop, stop trying to sound like Elvis Presley. But but when uh, Chuck and Sharon called me, they were watching the movie Kissing Cousins, uh, that Elvis portrayed himself as a blonde and his cousin he's uh, two parts and he was with the dark hair that we've come to know him as and with the blonde hair and that Sunday afternoon they called him and said Jim you look like Elvis I don't know if you could sing niece, but you know if you wanted to get involved in entertainment I believe this was your back door to get involved right. and little did I know that you know that would be the next calling for me from uh, being involved in food and beverage parent and all aspects of uh, that business Right. Even 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 the pharmaceutical business I think I was I think I was just involved Just getting into that Before uh, The Elvis phenomenon Took hmm. over
0: Now when that started happening for you And people started approaching you um, Obviously since you have looked And sound like Elvis Presley And even up to the mannerisms As some people say that you act like him um, When did that all start How old were you at the time?
1: I was about twenty, at twenty six years old, and that, all the time that I had sang and listened to Elvis uh, through for the time I was sixteen on up until then, I never remotely imagined that I that you know any of that would come into play because me being so blonde, fair haired, and my eyes, you know, without any of that. Uh, you know, the, the the dark eyes, I would have never seen it, you know, until until that friend Chuck called me one day on a Sunday and said, Jim, you know, I went and bought some black hairspray from Eckerd Drugs and sprayed it in my hair and darkened up my eyes, and I was flabbergasted, to say the
0: least. Man, wow. Huh. Now, the question of the day is, when you went to that Eckerd Drugs store and you bought that hairspray... Did the clerk or that person who ran up this whole to you? Did they say anything to you in reference to Elvis Presley and how you looked or sound? They no, not at all. Hmm.
1: In fact, the only other time I heard it beyond my grandmother, who was who was uh, quite an artist, artist in her own right, uh, it was when I was tending bar, I believe, at a steak and ale in Florida, and a few drunk folks <laughs> in the dark said it was like a blonde
0: Elvis, and it went right over my head. Oh, boy. was right over my head. Oh, well, I'm sure it would for most people if they were in that situation. They wouldn't know what to say, but yes, thank you and walk out. So, huh, interesting. That's, that's very funny. <laughs> wow. And now, um, I should also mention that there is another gentleman um, who actually is labeled in as your producer, and his name is Joel Spector, who I actually have the privilege of knowing um, and getting introduced in a slight way because of you. And if you can please explain about him and his involvement with your career.
1: Well, Aaron, I'm so glad that you've gotten to collaborate with Joel Spector on a number of different uh, plateaus. Great. He became involved in my life when I had landed the Legends in Concert show out in Las Vegas just after six weeks of portraying Elvis and I then went on to Los Angeles to perform for uh, Legends in Concert. And while I was there, I had previously been given a, a telephone number by a beautiful young lady in, in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida when I was performing one Sunday afternoon. When, uh, oh, it was El- uh, Lucille Ball had just passed away, and I was doing a tribute show, just starting the Elvis tribute, uh, and I I was in this little restaurant getting an iced tea, and the bartender said, Jeez, am you, or he said, You look like Elvis. He didn't call me Jim, but he said, You look like Elvis. And my buddy that was sitting next to me, David Jesse, who was portraying Ricky Nelson at the time, said, Jim, go talk to. This, this gal that, that the bartender is introducing you to, which was Dale Midkiff's sister. Mm. Uh, Dale Midkiff, as you know, Aaron, and I know you followed his career a little bit. You yeah. were just enlightening me a little earlier before the interview about his career. Uh, Dale Midkiff played portrayed Elvis in Elvis and Me,
0: the book that was made into a film by Priscilla Presley. Right. And he
1: also portrayed uh, Elvis in... Or, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, also. Uh, he was the lead role in Pep Cemetery and then on to Quantum Leap. And I said, oh, I know who Del Met is to the bartender. Right. And he said, got to meet his sister. She's the cocktail waitress at restaurant. And I go, oh, well, I don't know why she'd want to meet me. I'm portraying Elvis as her brother did. Well, lo and behold, she was very, very, very friendly. And, and I had made mention that I wanted to find representation. And she turned around and gave me her brother's agent's phone number. Uh, Christine Newbauer. Well, I'll make it long the uh, this long story short. I was in the Legend County's Joe and I went out to Los Angeles to work for them and the next day I called this young lady, Christine Neubauer, who invited me to her home, this agent, and I heard this click, click, click across the, the, the wooden uh, floor of her of her apartment, and it was Dale Midkiff who said oh cool nice to meet you. I was, you know? what's it like to portray all this yeah. and we jabber oh. a little bit hmm. and he said what's your birthday and I said December 4th and he threw his arms up in the air and it happened to be that the agent that I was sitting in front of for birthday was the same day
0: amazing so, It's providential by the Lord for those circumstances, don't you think, James?
1: Uh, Serendipitous,
0: indeed. Yes. And then, so, so Christine the next day asked me to meet Aurelia Yarbrough,
1: and I asked, I asked, the reason I bring up that young lady's name is she dated Elvis
2: for a short time. Yes. And she became very close friends with him, but
1: she was also friends with Larry Geller who was elvis's hairdresser and spiritual confidant turned elvis on to a lot of his spiritual teachings although elvis was raised going to church and very very much a uh, a
2: god-fearing young man yes uh, he was looking even deeper and deeper and deeper beyond some of the teachings that he was accustomed to right well
1: larry turned him on to those teachings and good uh, from the Eastern philosophies, you know, Aramaic Bible studies, which was, you know, obviously uh, Jesus was not, he didn't speak English, he spoke Aramaic. Right. And so, it was so exciting how these events all lined up with one another. Uh, Christine Guba, the agent, that was representing Dale Mitkaff, I had mentioned to her, I was looking for who, who wrote the book, If I Can Dream which was Larry Geller and Joel Spector and who was who was taking that book and perhaps making it to film. Who who had the uh, what is it called? The rights.
0: Right, the rights. So right. The
1: rights. Exactly. Right. And and she turned me on to Aurelia Yarborough who knew Larry Geller, who wrote the book. Larry was asked to keep diaries on Elvis. I met Larry the very next day after meeting Aurelia at a radio interview. She uh encouraged me to meet Larry Geller who was a fine, fine young man and, and he, he kept diaries upon Elvis' request when it was becoming clear to Elvis that his health was starting to fail and it was becoming the last years of his life on this earth as we know it. Right. Uh, and, and Larry wrote a book. As I was stating, Aurelia Yarbrough had mentioned, oh you should meet Larry Geller who wrote the book, If I Can Dream, along with Larry, along with, I'm sorry, Joel, years of his life. And as a result, Joel and Larry took that manuscript to New York and a number of publishing companies were being approached by many different Elvis stories come this time. Um, Incidentally, my mother gave me that book. I asked her, I asked her, I said, Right, when I started portraying Elvis, I told her there was a wonderful book
2: written about Elvis's life. i It shows more of the truth than the Hollywood glitz,
1: beyond the Hollywood glitz. Right. And Elvis the man, and she so purchased the book, If I Can Dream, and wrote on the inside cover, perhaps this this will make the difference, love mom. Well, hmm. that book was stolen since then. Yeah, and wow. uh, no, it's all right, uh, And I've come up with another one since. But in 1992, I met Larry and Joel, and uh, they had brought that manuscript to New York. I think it was about 1990, and and approached a number of different uh, publishing companies, but Simon and Schuster. To make a long story short, jumped at the chance once they started to read a little bit of it, the the depth of the story about you know one of the most famous entertainers that ever lived, Elvis Aaron Presley.
0: Aaron. Right. Yeah, that's right. I'll mention my parents didn't name me from. Elvis Presley in the Bible, but, um, or they name me from in the Bible, not from Elvis Aaron Presley, from the Elvis that we all knew that you betray, but I will mention, um, in fact, to everybody, and obviously I say this on purpose with you here, present with this, that when I first got in contact with James, um, a few weeks ago, and I'm forever grateful that I did, James thought that I was named after Elvis Presley, which, I didn't know until the time he told me I never knew that his middle name was Aaron so that's interesting
2: so yeah very
0: thank you good. for informing me on that
1: <laughs> well your parents probably were well aware of all of the...
0: Oh yes, I, I know that they were. Uh, yes, but they were very much so.
1: Tell I me mean, about your website. Your, yeah. your your website is videos for family. You spell out the four F Videos for family, right?
0: That's right. Yes, um, it's a great website. Actually, um, I've been able to conduct um, a number of different interviews with people in the entertainment industry in relation to some of the Christian type music stuff that's going on, and it's it's been really great because we're all oh excited. All
1: undertaking you've taken I mean just the, the 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 website alone that you have videos for family I mean it says it in itself just what that's all about uh, uh I'm driving a U-Haul truck right now and it's yes. so wonderful how technology works that we can actually do a, a interview while I'm driving on a cellular telephone anyway I had to pull out in front of traffic there Uh <laughs> <laughs> Back to uh, Joel. Yes, a uh, magnificent guy who's who's who has more energy, I think, than Aaron, you and I put together. he, he, right. he Quite brilliant. He, he produced the television show This Is Your Life with Ralph Edwards and has produced on Broadway in London. And the last big Broadway play he did was with Henry Fonda and Jill Clayburgh the first Monday in October. And as a result of that play, he brought Jane Fonda and Henry Fonda in a wonderful story he should tell sometime. Yes. You should interview. He brought Jane Fonda and Henry Fonda
2: back together when they were having quite a tiff in their lives. They were not speaking. Uh, now I'm at a landline. There's no place like home. Right. Uh, back to the story of Mr. Joel Spector and uh, Henry Fonda. He produced Henry on Broadway, as I was saying, first Monday in October, and as a result, he uh, brought—you might say—he he, he did it so eloquently. He brought Jane Fonda and Henry Fonda back together around Christmas Eve, and right. as a result, *On Golden Pond* was born. After. Jane and his father hadn't spoken in quite some time. Uh, the story goes. And, and Joel is magnificent for that. He's a, he is a people person. He, he really knows the art of communication from the hand holding of, a, of a, an actor that you have to do many times, as you know. Right. Uh, you know, right on up to dealing with the big wigs that are financing a project uh, and, and under millions of dollars of uh, you know, pressure quite a fantastic guy, and I'm glad to have had him in my life, and I'm sure he has been his, so uh, right now we're working on a project that is to bring a Sunday Love Brunch into the Las Vegas district that I've been working for so long with the corporate performances for all the various hotels. After I left Legend's Concert, I went on to do one-night corporate events around the world and with the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors. To buckle down and do something that I've I've always dreamed of doing, and that's bring a Sunday feel to everybody. Uh, You know, that peaceful feeling of a Sunday afternoon where everything is quieter, the neighborhood is quieter, the traffic is is, is a lot less hectic, and and that we will want to bring to various venues around town here. Right. People come and just feel wonderful around one o'clock in the afternoon, they can sleep in, and if they don't go to church, they work
0: late at night they can get up late and come to a place to be nourished right that's right I I think that's great because um, as I'll mention there are a lot of people that do the work that you do and honestly we'd consider it a bad career because um, of the essence of the portrayal of that type of work in Las Vegas and the casinos but when people take a look at the work that you're doing over there and wanting to bring Christianity and the spiritualism into um, the hymns and the things that you would be doing in those performances to really reach the people that are lost and that don't have the gospel is just, just the perfect thing that you could be doing that you would want to spend your time with because you you are honestly personally using your talents for the Lord by going out in places like that on Sunday and getting them interested in something that's spiritual and many of them you know and that city need it, and it's it's great that you're doing that. So and, thank you.
2: For uh, capita, uh, Las Vegas has the most churches you know, around, around the country, I believe. Hmm. Well, that number of times.
0: Wow, that's so, that's hard to believe. So it's
2: wonderful that I can get away. Actually, one of the only performers that can get away with singing uh, "How Great Thou Art," uh, crying in the chapel, it's just beautiful song, spiritual song helped me. In the casino I get to sing those because that's of the photo I mean, it gives me carte blanche to be able to, to invite myself into people's hearts. Right.
0: That's 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 great. Um, there's a young woman actually. Um, her name is Elaine Horn. She's actually Judy Garland enters Dorothy, not the one that we are um, going to be bring into our show, another um, girl. But she's a Christian and um she works for, with Warner Brothers, and when she's out doing her events, and, and when she actually does corporate events for some Oz-type of events that she do, will do, she will promote and present Christianity and things related to the Bible in her performances, which I have told her before, that's great she's doing it, because there aren't many people that work for Warner Brothers that live in the greater Los Angeles area that honestly are, are doing that, and then at the same time, maintaining a good Christian faith, and... Again, it's, it's something I strongly believe in because that's why I maintain my standing personally with um, the work that I do and the things that I have going on um, when I when I deal with Warner Brothers because they let people in like that. And again, um, not a lot of people, but a small amount there do know who I am and have um, helped me along with what I've been doing now recently, which is which is great. So, Fantastic. yes.
2: Kingdom of Heaven lies within the Bible. It's not an outside place that we have to go. with just to get
0: quiet, be still, and know that I am God. That's right. It's very much in the Bible, and it's very, it's very true. Now, um, I will mention um, another thing is that you, um, honestly, growing up. Um, were as you mentioned earlier were approached by some people and said that you did look like Elvis Presley which is obviously no doubt about that and the question I have is let's say that um, tomorrow night you're going out to a restaurant with your friends and um, have you in normal occasions have people come up to you and say oh you look like Elvis Presley can I have your autograph or do people generally don't notice that when you're out in public that's what I'm like to know
2: <laughs> well for the first of years it happened quite frequently because i actually dyed my platinum blonde hair black as elvis dyed his black right uh, and so it went hand in hand that i would get asked to, to have photographs taken together and, uh, you know do you know this elvis do you know that elvis and, can you sing this song and will you come sing it my so-and-so's anniversary or <laughs> right. i constantly got that and uh, which was fine you know it's, i never i never ever I am uh good it became blessed for me to realize who james Rompel is <laughs> right because it's such an illusion you know uh, acting and, and hollywood and everything you see on the screen it's a projector for god's sakes it's not inward an inward experience it's a projector a projection of out of thoughts and, and therefore it ends up on the celluloid that's just as our thoughts do, they're projected thoughts. Uh, that's why only you, or, and only I, can have an inward experience of God. Someone can tell you about it all day long, but until you have that inner experience of what love truly is with a capital L, you know, uh, you know everything else is a projection of our thoughts and projection. So I, I learned very early in this career that it was not. It was never fulfilling for me to be adored, and oh, you're, you know, you're wonderful, and and the money that can come with it, and the red carpet uh, rolled out before me. Because what I do is, is is entertaining, and it lifts a lot of souls. But uh, I never lost sight of who I was, and I looked very deeply into just who who I am, because it was not satisfying. That's the right. money and the the same. It was it was much more than that. I felt I felt I was put here.
0: Life right, I, I think that's great. Um, the Lord puts us all here for a purpose, and honestly, the only people that are wanting to serve the Lord through their talents are the only ones that really can understand that. And it again, as you mentioned, it is through the love, and it's it's really through the love that Jesus shows through us. And I can tell, and I think hopefully other people that are listening um, can tell that as well. That um, you have the talent, and it's the talent that the lord has given you and it's and you great, as well, you? yes thank you very much it's, that's 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 right
2: well, but it gives me great pleasure to be able to go ahead and turn it out better whenever i want <laughs> okay, that's right Let's lift people through his songs or even songs that you might have sung
0: right that's that's absolutely right the rainbow. yes that's right
2: Where over the rainbow.
0: That's yes, wonderful. I was just going to ask you just now to sing that for us, so thank you very much.
2: If happy little fly beyond the rainbow, oh, Ellen, why, oh, why can't I?
0: Oh, that, is, that is very wonderful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yes. It's it's um it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to get to music that people have brought into people's lives and um, to have you here you sing that that's, that's that's beautiful. Thank you. Sure.
2: keep on playing the piano too. Yes. MC, and singing. I heard. Yes.
0: You. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. another thing I think I should be mentioning as we're getting close to being done with this interview for today is that um, James really has loved the movie The Wizard of Oz growing up. And I think that you should mention a little bit about that and what it means to you.
2: Well, sure. I grew up in the mountains of upstate New York about an hour and a half outside the city of New York City. Uh, People often think of New York as just being the city, but it's a huge state. Uh, And we lived an hour and a half up the the Connick State Parkway in a little town called Hillsdale. And uh, I attended a lot of different animals on on our adjacent 2,000-acre farm. But every year, I would would just get so excited when it came around. I believe it was in the fall that the Wizard of Oz would be aired. We only got three channels in, in the country. I think we had rabbit ears. That uh, uh, certainly came in perfect when when Wizard of Oz was on. I think the frequency was so high that it came in like a bell. It was it was gorgeous. The picture was was quite clear. And good. I just remembered every year just sitting in front of that. T- Yes,
0: yeah, it's it's something that I, I enjoy about that. It really teaches the essence and the and the meaning of what home really is because home is where the heart is. Home is where your family is. It's just very universal in what they they try to portray. And as I understand it, um, it's. It's very much what they were trying to get out of that movie because there is really no place like home, and it's obviously very evident. It's very, very evident through that movie, and I'll always enjoy it because of what they betray. Um, like there's no place like home, which is very, very in- important. So it's it's very special. All right. Well,
1: oh, yeah. Yes. yes, that is right. Home is where the heart is. And having grown up in the country, I have that strong sense of simplicity that goes along with living, you know, in the country without the hustle and bustle of a of a metropolis. I, and I live in that metropolis now, but my heart goes home often to that place where it was quiet and the birds were singing and the trees were all in, in blossom in the spring and the The gorgeous colors in the fall in New England. Right. Uh, I miss that, but I can always go back there, Aaron,
0: right? Right, that's absolutely right. It's very true, and I understand how you feel. Well, um, I think we should end it off at least once again with you doing something that you do so well, and that's singing. So, if you want to end it off with um, maybe a song that means a lot to you when you're on your performances and on tour, so maybe if you would care to end it with a little note. Sure. Okay, thank you.
1: Well, the lyrics from this, one of my favorite songs that I've been singing for 15, 18 years I think now is, when no one else can understand me and when everything I do is wrong, you give me hope and consolation and you give me the strength to carry on. And you're always there to lend a hand in everything that I do. Oh, that's the wonder. Oh, the wonder of you. And when you smile, the world is precious. You touch my hand and I'm a king. Your kiss to me is worth a fortune. Oh, your love on me is everything. And you're always there to lend a hand in everything I do. Wow,
0: amazing. I, I wish there was an audience so we could all clap for that. Thank you very much.
1: There was one. I'm at Home Depot. I think they're looking through the
0: aisles, through the walls right now. I hope so. i
1: you, Aaron. Thank yes. you so much, and I know where to find you at. Videos for family, F-O-R, family.com.
0: That's absolutely right. And I thank you for your time today. And again, this has been James Rappel, a wonderful young actor and singer um, in performances as Elvis Presley, impersonator. So thank you very much. you can
1: much. find me, thanks, Aaron. Don't forget, they can find me at ElvisAndFriends.com.
0: Still at the end. That's right. Everyone, check it out because he's doing a lot of good work with that website. Thank so, you, Aaron. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, you too. Well, thank you again for your time, and it's been um, an extra special time with you today. And um, not to mention it's Memorial Day, where well, we um, all remember the people that have given up their lives uh, on this day many, many years ago. So um, I thank you for commemorating that on this day with my website, Videos for Family, so it makes it extra special on this holiday for you to take your time out um, for this. I said
2: thank you, Aaron, so much. I, I look
0: so much to ongoing collaboration. Yes, I, I appreciate it, and i the same for you, so thank you.